0: welcome to from the back Tease, a podcast where we tee it up from the
1: back every week
2: welcome to the from the back tees podcast today's wednesday august 18th before we get started i just wanted to let everyone know that as usual we're brought to you by ghost golf ghost golf they're our exciting new partner who specializes in golf accessories and clothing developing I'm um, developing a magnetic towel which will soon become your seven irons best friend and your greenside caddy ghost golf is an innovative company when it comes to golf accessories just recently releasing their any day golf bag and have anything from hats to golf tees for your needs check out ghost golf at ghostgolf.com and sign up today to receive their newsletter and be up to date on their latest releases and golf news with that fellas we're here another week on the show and one of our best guests, one of our original guests from, I would say it was our Corn Fairy Tour season. During the start of the pandemic, we had a bunch of Corn Fairy Tour guys on, and a bunch of them seem to have gotten their PGA Tour card. First one, Taylor Moore. How's it going? Great to have you on again.
1: Yeah, all good here. Uh, thanks again for having me on, boys. I appreciate it, and uh, hope you guys have been doing well.
0: Taylor, good... Uh... Good season, Taylor. Good playing. I've been kind of following along a
1: little while. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun last few months. And, um, yeah, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind as of late. Um, you know, just kind of getting everything situated as, as we get into the last bit of our season and getting myself ready for for finals these next few weeks. So, but yeah, all good. Thank you.
0: Uh, you're uh, going to go to those? You, Your you next question, you're going to do final all the finals? You're not going to play two or three? All three finals? Wait a
1: minute. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do all three. Um, I wish I would have played a little bit, you know, better in Omaha and right. got some points there. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna play all three. You know, especially with everything being double points. Um, kind of one good week away from me, to get a big jump and that a uh, right. that number one that number one spot's a, a really big deal. So, yeah, I'm right. gonna give it a go.
0: You'll uh, you'll be here in, uh, in Columbus. I live in Columbus, so you'll be here in a couple of weeks. Nice, so. yeah,
1: yeah, dude. Good great golf course. Great golf course. I really like that. But uh, Scarlet, course, is good. Yeah.
3: Taylor, for for those who uh, may not have tuned in before or a little story of, you know, how the season went, how you got to where you're at, and uh, what you're looking forward to in the future.
1: Yeah, 21 has obviously been a good year. It's really been a good last few months. Um, got up to a little bit of a slow start. At the beginning of the season you know missed a few cuts and i think i was just a little bit rusty with, with kind of a long off season um so yeah it took me a few few events to get right and um you know physically i i was a little bit rusty and i actually uh swing wise i i kind of consulted my old high school you know junior golf coach head pro back home and kind of got me on track with some swing stuff um so that's been really good and kind of clicked in in savannah and you know i had a six place finish there and um you know i think i've had 10 nine or 10 top 10 since then um you know in april so yeah really good stretch a lot of fun got my first win on the corn Ferry tour which has been great and you know i was actually really really proud of how i i played that next week in springfield missouri finishing solo second and um i think i shot 10 under last round there to make a big jump and um yeah i had a few off weeks after. Um, after that stretch and kind of getting back into it now, but yeah, obviously been a great season finished fourth on the regular, regular season and looking forward to this fall on tour and, you know, really looking forward just to seeing some new courses and, and mixing it up, you know, I've played four, four or five years out here, seeing mostly the same courses, same cities, things like that. So I'm really excited to, to see some, you know, new courses and see some of the courses, you know, in person that I've watched on TV um, the last time, many ever years.
2: Yeah. I mean, from july 15th to july 25th this is not a typo you went 52 under par in those eight rounds that like someone had to have screwed that up that can't be possible i feel like that was corn Ferry tour they don't post much about it on the pga tour twitter account but i feel like they were all over it like this is crazy.
1: (laughs) yeah it was a hot stretch that was a lot of fun and um i didn't really realize it till a week off but actually somebody jokingly mentioned it um Today with me, um, I guess I shot three three twenty nines in three straight weeks, so that was kind oh, of wow. that's impressive, kind of cool, yeah. And I lipped out an eagle putt on eighteen for a fourth on Friday of one week. So three twenty nines in three weeks was pretty cool, and yeah, those ten days were uh, were a lot of fun. And so at that
2: point, I think you figured out that you earned your PJ Tour card, if I'm not mistaken after, mm-hmm. after winning, right? Correct. You basically knew, but did it set in then like you're going to be on the PJ tour? Or did it sort of set in more maybe recently?
1: I think more recently, you know, they kind of had the 25 ceremony or whatever, Sunday night in Omaha and, you know, having family and, and some close friends there, um, set in a little bit more. I mean, it was, it was cool. I was just more excited to win, honestly. Um, that Sunday in Springfield, than really getting my tour car because I knew that was you know a little bit of waste so I was I was just excited to put four rounds together and hold a trophy bit on the wall for me so I was, was pretty pumped up about that and, um, you know and I needed to play that and all it was a good couple weeks.
0: Who you, who's, uh,
1: who's on your bag now? you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I got a uh, guy named Chris Tishner. He uh, came out a little bit like 15, 16, 16, 17, somewhere in there. He caddied LPGA uh, for Ryan O'Toole the last two years and that COVID season. The first book caddy in 2009, club caddying at Marion. um Spring Hill in Minnesota, a couple other places. He's been in Scottsdale at a the last, I think, six or seven years. And you know, when he's not on tour, so right. yeah, I started with him in January. Nice.
0: And he you said he was, uh, he, I, he was on the Corn Ferry tour a while ago, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, yeah he was before that, right? I, I can't out is. there with, uh, I don't know if you know Taylor with Mark Hubbard, um, for a couple of years or actually a year on Corn Ferry and then a year before that for couple of various guys and actually a couple of years prior to that. Um, and I've done since actually just got done caddying for Ryan tool.
1: Kind of just nice. cut my caddying career. So, uh, but yeah, it's, are uh, it's a uh, uh, that's, Are you going to get I, back at it? Or are you done for a little bit or
0: what? I think I'm done for a little while, man. I'm just kind of uh, going to, you know, set it down for a little bit. And There's some stuff I want to get started here in Columbus. And then, you know, maybe if, if the right opportunity pops back, back up, you know, at the right time or whatever i'm not i'm not saying it's I'm done with it you know for forever but there's some things i want to get started here in columbus and um it's kind of hard to do i'll be on the road 24 like, 7 you know sure
2: so ryan
0: going it into the,
2: the new year obviously you're playing the playoffs. what are your aspirations going into this uh, year
1: for sure um I mean, ideally, I'd like to lock up that number one spot and have a couple good events. And, and uh, you know, if I don't do that, I, I just kind of want to, you know, get some momentum moving into Napa. We're starting out uh, third week of September, so I'd have a week off in between. And, um, yeah, just put put together some solid rounds, solid tournaments, chase down that number one spot. But if, you know, that doesn't happen, then just get myself in a position to, um, you know, get some momentum into, into Napa I think would be ideal.
0: Right. What's the schedule? I know they've changed I haven't, I haven't looked for this new year. Is it Napa? Then where? Is it Napa? Then Sanderson?
1: Yeah, it's uh, Napa week off for Ryder Cup and then yeah. Sanderson and uh, Shriners in Vegas back to back. Gotcha. Okay. It
0: so used to be uh, Sanderson and then out to, you know, Shriners and all that yeah. stuff. But uh, right. that's back when they said they saw it be, uh, the Greenbrier. For a yeah. couple, you know, they had the Greenbriar for a while. That place was sweet, man. I don't know how,
1: you know. Yeah,
0: I know. To let that place go, but uh, yeah, the uh, schedule is always kind of switching weeks and you know motion and so trying to figure out where they are. What? Know. You know, obviously, your big tournaments are going to be kind of back to back to back back, but but uh, as far as like the fall season, kind of switches around a little bit. You know, middle sure, of spring
1: there but uh, I think I think you'll see a bunch of change in the future too with this like European Tour alliance and the PGA yeah. Tour kind of yeah. trying to do some merging on mm-hmm. you know I think that's a little bit of a response to the Premier Golf League thing that right. they're trying to start start up so I think you'll see see even a little bit more change in the next 2 or 3 years from what from what I've uh, heard maybe yeah, we'll the whole see thing. That 40 million yeah right okay. yeah.
3: Do you see yourself playing a few tournaments overseas coming up um, on the PGA Tour season? I guess in general, are you are you taking like everything you can handle, essentially, or are you picking and choosing, um, trying to build a schedule? or are you, are you not quite there
1: yet? Basically, is it going to be a Sung JM season, just every event? <laughs> yeah, you know, if I finished in in that one spot, then I think I would have a little bit flexibility to kind of make a schedule and pick and choose, but if, I, if I'm if i not there and I'm, you know, just in the Corn Ferry Tour category and in, in the reshuffle, I think I, you know, I just kind of got to put my foot on the gas a little bit and play play whatever I get into early on. And, um yeah, I think – I can't remember who it was. It was either Hudson Swafford or Harris English or somebody like that, but they were talking to one of their buddies that was a rookie and I was telling them, like, you're, you're on the PGB Tour right now. You're not on the PGA yet, so you can <laughs> – Make your own schedule yeah. and you know playing invitationals and WGCs and things like that. So, yeah, I think I would play kind of you know whatever I could get into to, to start out.
0: Yeah, there's I mean for the most part it's the same events every year that you know the the web the web or the corn fairy category doesn't get into you know it's just it's the sure. same it's pretty much in now like I know some years it might go one or two deeper or not go you know as deep but. For the most part, like you can figure out and kind of know what you know events you're gonna get into for the most yeah. part.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. So does that, only, does that only
3: change for the number one spot of like what events you can be in? Or I guess
2: number
0: number one number one spot has uh has full uh, full status. You can support the players guaranteed and everything.
2: Okay, so I mean, Reed, you obviously knew this when you were coming up with Hubbard as a rookie. And Taylor, I guess for you, but for the people listening who don't really know what what's the difference in status for a guy like you compared to let's just say uh Harris English on tour yeah
1: I mean, right, if I was yeah, if I was a you know corn fairy rookie with not that number one spot, then I'm pretty much in a reshuffle every five events until I work my way out of that category, which is um you know either like top fifty in the world or or a winner on tour. Um, and then I could get into a similar category that, you know, Harris is in um, or some of the guys that are, you know, ranked higher in the world or um, current winner on tour for, for that season. So until then, though, you're you're basically playing five events at a time and trying to accumulate high finishes. So you're at the top of the reshuffle category. So that way, if like a very popular event, like Waste Management is a super popular event and not a lot of the Corn Perry two guys get in that. So it might only go like five, six, ten guys deep in that category. So it's important to be at the top of that category so I am getting in that event. How many <laughs> events do you think you'll be able to get into this year? What's your, like, uh, estimate, I guess? Yeah, I think for the first five I should be pretty good. It also kind of depends on what they end up doing with, like, CJ Cup and Zozo overseas, if those end up right. happening, you know, because um, if those do happen, like, they're scheduled, then the like Shriners event in Vegas um, at Summerlin will probably go a little bit deeper, but if they don't, then I think a lot of those top guys will end up playing just so they don't take too much time off. And uh, it might like only go, like I said, 10, 15 guys deep. So, um, but I should be pretty good. I think, you know, through the fall, get into like Sanderson, Vegas, Bermuda, Myakoba, sea island i think i'll get like you know six to seven kind of probably guaranteed starts in in the fall until until our houston you know, too yeah great. yeah houston as well yep there's another houston, one yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that golf course they moved to last year i guess it would be uh yeah last year they moved yeah. to last year it's memorial park dude it's fucking long <laughs> yeah that's what i heard great. great but it's it's just i mean Really, the defense to it is it's just fucking long. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, especially in Houston in November. It can be a little little cool in the mornings. Right. Right. For sure.
3: So, Taylor, you obviously had an incredible stretch in July where you won, you got second place. Um, At one point, you had eight rounds where you were combined 52 under par. Um, But we all know golfers are always trying to work on some part of their game, trying to get better probably all parts of your game. Is there something moving forward you're really going to try to focus on um, one aspect of your game?
1: You know, for me, I think it's um, maybe not one aspect. It's just kind of a culmination of everything. I just – I need to stay on top of, of the little stuff and kind of each each area of the game, you know, plotting short game and, and swing-wise, um, just making sure every – Everything as far as the small stuff, as as we refer to it, is, is what it needs to be. And, you know, I think from there I can kind of control, you know, each and every situation I'm going to be put into. So I don't think there's really, um, you know, anything in my game from a physical standpoint that is a sore thumb that I need to, like, really hone in and work on, you know. Um, I think the biggest bi- biggest deal on tour from the guys that I've talked to is, you know, you just need to drive the ball on the fairway. Because the rough's a little bit different out there and you know when you do have a wedge take advantage of it so tighten up the wedges a little bit make sure you know i'm driving in the fairway and, and doing those two things and i think uh the rest will take care of itself yeah it,
0: it's the pga tour if you can hit hit it in the fairway 14 15 times around here i guess would, i'm thinking of greens 14 15 greens so you know 12 11 12 fairways around right it's uh, it makes it a lot easier, especially on some of those golf courses like a Torrey Pines or you know like a Honda, like a PGA National, where it's you know, pays dividends. P pay in the short grass driving, it, it's a big deal. I know putting, it's obviously uh, probably the biggest deal, but driving, it's every bit. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. Reed, for you guys, what was the biggest difference going from the Corn Ferry to the
0: PGA? Um as far as golf courses i think the way I, the way i found was the the um how do i want to word this the penalties of mishitting hitting a shot into a green and missing it in the wrong spot or exponential compared to some of the golf courses uh that you know you can go shoot you know can go deeper at you know say 25 30 under it's when you get a golf course where the, the penalizing of shots or, you know, missing shots around the greens are a little tougher and short-sighted and, you know, straight downhill and kind of leaving you in a spot that maybe 15 feet is a really good shot to get it, you know, it just makes it that much harder. Um, and it's not that, you know, it's just, just, it doesn't take a whole lot. You speed up the greens a little bit and you put it, you know, put, get, get some greens that have a little bit of pitch to them and put the pins in some areas where, you know, it's tough to get to. And it can change a lot of things, man.
2: Yeah, is there any event, Taylor, you're looking forward to the most? Is it uh, hopefully getting into the waste management?
1: Yeah, the waste would be super cool. I mean, just the crowds out there, you know, on the on the back nine, and obviously, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, that would be a lot of fun. Or is it fun. the Canadian Open? Obviously, it's got it. <laughs> I would like to to get back in the Canadian Open. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, where do you know where it's at this year? I haven't even looked. Well, it was Toronto last year, so I don't know I don't know if they're still doing it. I sort of feel like they're
2: going to do it in the same spot. That would be a bit harsh to just move it.
1: Yeah, and just to say, sorry, guys, I'm going to move this one. i um, trying to think. I think it would be cool to play two in Dallas, you know, at the Nelson or Colonial. Trying to get some people out there watching that are, that are close to me. So, yeah, any one of those would be, be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, I mean –
3: how are you going to deal with uh, the – well, potentially, I really hope we get larger crowds and we, we don't start backtracking here. But, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour is great and all. there's always supporters out there, but the PJ Tour draw, draws a different type of crowd. Do you – I mean, do you think that will be something that you need to adjust to or are you just trying to stay laser-focused on playing your game?
1: I don't think it'll be. I mean, it might take an event or two to get used to in that scenario situation, but I, I mean, once you're inside the ropes, man, it's like it's out there doing your deal, you know, you're just out there with your caddy playing your game and trying to execute like, golf shots. And I've gotten to a point now, in my career, I've played enough professional golf not to really have too much outside distraction or you know be too worried about what's going on outside the ropes and um, you know that kind of deal. So I think I'll handle it well. Like I said, though, I mean. It's definitely. I don't really expect to have Tiger ten deep crowds out there on Thursday and Friday when I'm playing, but uh, you know, maybe on the weekends on Sunday in contention, I'll uh, I'll be able to get used to it. Is that know. funny to you think be, you could be paired up with Tiger? I was gonna say
2: I need him to get back. Is there someone outside of Tiger that you're like I really want to get paired with this
1: guy? Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing with a few guys and you know meeting meeting a few guys and. You know, picking their brain and, and, uh, you know, trying to learn from them when we're playing. There's a few guys for sure I would like to, to see in person. Um, Rory, I would like to see what, what he does with the golf ball, the way he hits it and drives it. Dude, the littlest guy in the world that absolutely is fucking smashes. Yes, he fucking rips it. I know. It's cool. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see DJ too. I saw him a little bit as like the Canadian when I played in it. Um, I like to be paired with him and see, see what his, his ball does. Um,
0: I'll tell, you what.
1: Little,
0: I'll tell you what, I want to see Patrick grind
1: it out, too. I want to see him chip it and butt it and just hoop 12-footers yeah. all day. <laughs> right.
0: I'll tell you what, one of the most, one of the most impressive people I, I watched out there, and we played with him twice, and I watched him shoot 29 and uh, the TPC Boston person, was uh, Hovland. Dude, Hovland's fucking impressive, man.
1: yeah. He is I've played with Victor a little bit. He's he he knows where his golf ball is going, that's for sure. He's got ultimate control of it. Yeah. So he's uh he's a good good player, good kid. It's
3: gotta be pretty surreal though, like growing up and there's guys still on the tour who I'm sure you grew up idolizing. That's what's cool about golf is the longevity of it. So I'm sure there'll be some moments when you're standing next to a guy and be like, wow, this is, this is a pretty cool moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. it would be a, hopefully a guy wearing red and black on Sunday. I need him to get, right. to get back, get at it. Yeah, well, I think we're all hoping he's back. <laughs> for sure.
2: You guys got any
0: final questions there? No, not for me. Uh, just my best, best of luck to you, Taylor. This upcoming season, have fun, enjoy it first and foremost. I mean, that's that's what it's there for. You know, obviously, it's business and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you gotta have fun, man, and go have some fun and take it all in and live it up.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Thanks so much, Taylor. You know, uh, the from the back, these boys were rooting for you. All our Twitter followers were always rooting for you. I know. They're big fans. Do you think they'd care more about the bigger guys like the Tiger Woods is out there? Honestly, you, Jared Wolf, and Taylor Pender, that moves the needle for us.
1: <laughs> I love it. The only difference in me and those two guys is I'm um, about half their size. So you <laughs> <said they're> two, <laughs> no shit, right? Two two big bombers. You uh, you got as uh, some fan favorites, but no, I, I appreciate the support and everything you guys do on on social media and whatnot. So keep it up and uh, we'll be in touch soon and all the best to you guys. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: if you're you. out if you're out on the out on the tour watching um make sure to check out Taylor Moore. I'm going to give him a follow right now at Taylor Moore Golf on Twitter and uh yeah, good luck. Best of luck to
2: you Thank too. you.
1: Yeah, and if you guys want to come out to any tour events or whatever, just hit me up and we'll uh get you guys tickets and set up It'll be fun. Absolutely. Perfect. Can't wait Thanks, for it. Thanks so All much, right, boys. Sounds so, good. You have a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.
2: All right, guys. That was Taylor Moore. Great interview. Excited to have him on. I mean, everyone, check him out if you haven't already. But moving on from that interview, we're going to talk about last week. Kevin Kisner won a wild six-man playoff that Adam Scott should have won. By the way, both on my fantasy team this week. You had both of them? Both of them, but two missed cuts. What could have been? Yeah,
0: Zach, that is impressive in itself that you couldn't fucking make much money off of
2: that having those two. I know. What what could have been? Oh, it's the worst. The weeks I go six out of six, I, like, have no one in the top 20. And then the weeks I have, like, Matsuyama win the Masters, I have, like, one guy make the cut. It's...
3: So how'd that work? Did you make money? or? I tripled my money. There you go. With
1: two
2: guys yeah, missing good. the cut. Wolf and Schwartzel, but I was less pissed because Schwartzel was my like guy I had all week.
0: Who did you uh, who did you have on your lineup?
2: It was yeah, Kisner, Scott, uh, Kisner, Scott, Schwartzel, Wolf. Oh, who else was it? Who else? Give me a second here. Kisner, Scott, Schwartzel, Wolf. Who else did I have? I was I don't know why can't I think about it? Oh. Justin Rose and Aaron Wise, who made a five a nine on the back nine on Sunday.
3: <laughs> wow. To, to drop, like, ten spots, probably. Yeah.
2: No, like, 30. Hey, by
0: the way, I know Webb Simpson finished tied for seventh. He was really <laughs> one shot back. But he only fucking lost by a shot. So, all you guys can fucking go suck it.
2: Crazy what he's been doing. I mean – Is this the most dominant? Like everyone talks obviously Tiger at Augusta and all this, but he isn't as dominant at Augusta as Webb Simpson is at Sedgefield.
0: Dude, it's incredible. 10
2: top 11 finishes and 13 starts.
0: (laughs) And how many many of those are top five, Zach?
2: Uh, At least four. No, four, maybe five. Uh, Well, his last five. Yeah, that's incredible, dude. Oh no, I guess this week it was a seventh place finish technically.
3: Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. When do you ever like when is the last time there's
0: been a, seven
3: when the last time there's been a six man playoff? Yeah, I know. And we had a was it six or
2: seven at the Olympics?
3: Yeah. Yeah for, yeah. for third. I think it was maybe it was only five. It was five or six, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was up there. <laughs> But yeah, good for Kisner. Um, what do you guys? I mean, Kisner is very polarizing in the fact that he doesn't make many Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup teams, but he's like a match play killer. Um, what is your guys' thought on him possibly squeaking in this year into the Ryder Cup? There's, there's definitely like a solid top eight, nine, or ten guys. But I mean, do you think? Captain Stricker, you know, dips down Kisner's ranks like 17th or 18th, I think, in the standings right now. So he would be leaving out quite a few guys to pull Kisner up. Yeah, I wouldn't. There's there's too many elite guys. Like, it's not even like you're
2: taking a guy out who's really good. You're taking out like a superstar, like a top 10 player in the world. But Kevin Kisner and nothing against Kevin Kisner, incredible player, four-time winner. But... Like he lacks it, like he always says too. Like he can only win at certain courses. He knows that. And
0: well,
3: I mean, but who
0: would he be kicking out?
3: Um. Yeah, like Tony Finau is twelfth. Or Webb Simpson would be up there. for
0: Cantley. Me personally, I think that Webb uh, uh, Kevin Kisner des- deserves all the argument that Tony Finau deserves.
2: And would you put it over Cantlay, like? Who else would be there? Who would be trouble? Okay.
0: Xander, obviously. Yeah. Xander
2: Morikawa, DJ Speed, yeah. Reed.
0: Paulette, I, mean, uh, I mean, I mean, this, this might sound stupid, and, and it kind of, if you think about it, it kind of is stupid, but it's the truth. I would put Kevin Kissner every bit as Jordan, much as Jordan Speed there now.
2: That's such a bad take, Reed.
0: That's Next it. fucking <laughs> truth. No, look at look, look, look at their look at their stats over the last two years. Over yeah, but I know. But Jordan Speeth is Jordan Speeth. That's because you're a fucking bandwagoner that likes Jordan Spieth. I do not even like Jordan you know, Spieth you know, that much. Details of 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 what's actually going on. I mean, you're like, come on, Jordan Spieth, Spieth is Speeth
3: is gonna make it. He's seventh. He's yeah. right behind Xander. Xander.
0: Yeah, he'll make it on his own. But I guess what I'm saying is Kizer doesn't get enough credit. The people don't give him enough, give him enough credit. The guy's no, fucking And I great, think man. on short courses,
2: on short courses, I think he's one of the best for sure.
0: Yeah.
3: Kisner, I mean, it's brutal because if he didn't – he moved up five spots with that win. He moved up from 23rd to 18th. Um, there's still guys like Sam Burns, Billy Horschel, Jason Kokrak – Webb Simpson, and yeah, Scottish
2: I would definitely take Kokrak
3: over Kisner. Those guys are all. Those guys are, no all, above, those guys are all above. Kisner guys are all above in the standings, though. So it's kind yeah. of like.
0: But if it came down to a, like a captain's pick, and it was some something, I would. I mean, I'm definitely not taking Kokrak over Kisner. I'm definitely not taking Sam Burns Co-crack over Kizner. No. Definitely not Sam Burns over Kisner in a match play in the match play format.
2: No, I'm with you on that. Sam Burns
3: out of here.
0: But I don't so, know. Yeah. I just feel like I just feel like Kevin Kisner doesn't get enough credit.
3: The guys, the guys, though, in the seven through twelve spots who you would essentially be taking one of those spots for Kisner are Spieth, English, Reed, Berger, Lady Fino. I mean,
2: I could see, I
0: could see Finau getting booted, and I could see uh, who, who there was someone in the first couple.
2: English, English, Reed, yeah, Parker. Harris, Harris, yeah, exactly. I don't know, but Harris has played incredible golf, and he played, so, he, he
0: was playing incredible golf in January for Captain Spick. If it's Captain Spick, you want who's playing good now?
2: He's got a point. I think Harris English has been playing good golf now. Didn't he just come like fourth?
0: Yeah, I mean. Probably, but he definitely hasn't been playing. The reason he's up that high is because of his January and February golf.
2: Yeah, but I think a guy Berger for sure over Kisner.
0: I would agree, yeah.
2: Yeah, I could I could definitely see an argument for Kisner over Finau, especially for match play. I could also see Kisner over Kokrak too. I just think Kokrak guy.
3: You know, <laughs> Finau actually has a pretty good uh, rider and President's Cup Co- record. But that's- that I
0: would That I I I don't deny. I'm just going off a pier like playing. Yeah,
3: I agree. I think the U.S. does a poor job of picking guys who are hot, and the Europeans and Presidents Cup does do a good job of being like, "This guy's hot right now. He's got to be. He's got to be in." Because that's what that's what golf is. Half the time is just who's hot at the certain certain moments. Truth. Yeah,
2: that's fair. But I guess yeah, no complaints there.
3: Good Kisner stuff. He got a big fat paycheck. Good for him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I and mean, everyone loves Kisner. Six man playoff, though. Awesome to see.
0: Who are you guys taking this week at Liberty National?
2: So uh, I'll, I'll give you my first pick. You're going to hate it because it's my guy. You're an Justin idiot. Thomas, not Bryson DeChambeau. I threw you off, but I'll probably take uh, Bryson on DraftKings too. Justin Thomas not playing his best golf around the 20-to-1 range. But he's starting to turn a corner. I feel like the approach is getting better. The putting has been really bad for several weeks now. But I am all in on team no putt, take guys who haven't putted well at all and just hope for them to turn it around. Because it's like there's such a huge change from week to week. I mean, you must have seen it, Read on tour with guys. Like, one week you putt amazing, the next week you putt horrible. And then oh, yeah. there's no consistency with it.
0: No, they uh, – I mean – Sometimes it's a few just lip in and sometimes a few lip out. Exactly. You and make that, one that's, you... that's a difference. It could be a difference of five or six shots. You know what I mean? Different one way or another.
2: Yeah. But my sleeper of the week, I'm going to do the pain to myself again. I think he's like 80 to one in places I saw. He's the reason I lost on DraftKings last week. Matthew Wolf. Listen to it. Hear me out before you think how crazy it is. He went one under last week. Missed the cut by two strokes on round one on thursday he made one birdie 17 pars the next day he made one birdie on the front nine then made a bogey and then realized he had to try and go low ended up missing the cut he lost four and a half strokes putting so had he put to an even he goes into the weekend six under chance to contend
0: yeah but that's been his problem quite
2: often i think Wolf, though, he's been a positive putter in his career.
0: Yes, but he, he's, it's never won him a golf tournament, basically. And
2: Bermuda Greens, and he likes Bermuda yeah. Greens. That's the research I've done.
0: Just, he's just a phenomenal iron player, is what it is, man. Yes.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, like last week, I was following along. He was hitting everything to like seven feet and then missed. Five yeah. feet, missed. Ten feet, missed. Twelve feet, missed. I'm like, come on. You got to make one.
0: Yeah, I. Uh... Matt Wolf is like Spieth on a smaller version right now, where he's kind of lost a little bit. And he's got to do something to get it back. You know what I mean?
2: But he's just a guy, and on, on DraftKings, I'm taking him. He's 7100 on DraftKings, which is like below Cameron Tringali, who I get is playing great golf. Tringali, but if you want a guy to win, who's more likely to win, Matt Wolf or Cameron Tringali? I think it's Wolf. I mean, like, I still think Wolf has huge win equity. I just think he also has huge miscut chances.
0: Yeah, huge, huge shooting 80 chances or huge shooting 65 chances. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. My long shot, the guy who's been consistent all season, that's Matt Naismith. I think Naismith is primed to break out at some point. Can he win? I think he's good enough to win, absolutely. Yeah. It's just everyone's good at that level, you know? So it's just hard to win. Um. And I'm going my headliner pick. I'm taking Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim usually usually comes through in some big moments. You know, the, the Koreans have tend to have a strong uh strong mental game and, and fit for the moment. And I'm taking Siwoo Kim this week.
2: And he's playing well again, Turned a corner.
0: Yep.
3: Yep. Siwoo. I I don't mind. I almost took him last week actually. <clears throat> This week, though, however, um, I'm going to go with a guy with a new caddy on the bag. I don't know if you guys heard, but our guy Patrick Cantley has Joe LaCava on the Are bag this week.
2: Kevin, no. I was going to be like, what's
3: going on? <laughs> Joe LaCava is Joe on Patrick Cantley's bag this week. And if any uh, Tiger Woods little pixie dust rubs off on Patrick Cantley, watch out. So... Um, we can get into it later but tiger has a an interesting record um at liberty national but uh patrick he he's like kind of so good that he's just bound to like win eventually i don't know if he's um he's kind of been out of it lately but um i like him he's actually got pretty pretty decent odds as in like long odds this week um so what well, not- what
2: do you think about a guy losing their caddy for like a week. Do you think it makes a big difference?
0: No, nah, I mean, it depends. I mean, if it's a guy who relies on his caddy a lot, maybe. If it's I mean, someone who doesn't rely on that, like, like there's, there's guys who have the caddy read every putt and there's guys who have the caddy do nothing. I
2: mean, if we asked certain guys on tour, it made a big difference.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, we have certain guys that, you know, absolutely. There's some people that, Lose their PGA Tour card over that, you know. I mean, yeah. I would not say not say that's the reason why, but it's, it could be a, a play effect, you know. But uh, no, I mean, it, it can make a difference. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'm not a player, so I, I can't really speak for that. But um, I do know that having a lot of a lot of these guys and a lot of these women golfers and male golfers, PGA and LPGA, they like uh, consistency and they like routine. Um, so that's I mean, if you're changing caddies, that's what you're gonna miss a lot of. So. Patrick
3: Patrick and Joe O'Calver are very acquainted with one another. Um Cantley is a uh member out at Medalist, as is Tiger Woods. So there is some familiarity there and uh yeah, I don't know. I Joe LaCava's a big New York guy. He's a big Giants fan, so he's back in New York. There's going to be a lot of good vibes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see why, why not this week for them. Um, and for can we, can we stop it? Some, I'm seeing some people out there being like, oh, my gosh, LaCava's going the, the Scott – or uh, gosh, what was his name? Who was Tiger's old caddy? Um, Williams, Steve Williams. Steve, I was gonna say Scott yeah. Williams or something. Steve Williams' route—he's gonna like go caddy for someone else and ditch Tiger, and there's gonna be all this. And that's not happening. That's not happening. No. Yeah, Acaba and Tiger Woods have something of a friendship that Stevie and Tiger really maybe never had. But um, I mean,
0: I mean, that's if Tiger ever plays competitive golf on the PGA Tour again. True. That's, That's a true statement.
3: True statement. Yeah, I mean LaCava's got a great bag, obviously, with Cantley too. So, um, But the second Tiger Woods steps foot on a golf course, Joe LaCava's going to be right there.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
3: Um, for my long shot this week, uh, who was I going to go with? I don't even remember. <laughs> He's that long. <laughs> is it hunter Mahan?
0: probably hunter mayhan. It's got to be. <laughs> maybe, maybe Kevin Na.
3: Kevin Nah. Hunter May you
0: been no, talking actually, about him
2: all
3: week. No actually I feel I feel like dirty for taking this pick because it's I mean he's such a good player but his odds his odds are pretty pretty out there this week uh, 50 to 1 Tyrell Hatton. Yeah. Um so I I mean this he's a ball striker he's a player he's up for the big events he um, he wins a lot of big uh european tour events so i think he he knows how to play under pressure and knows how to deal with that so he'll be a big playoff contender terrell the gazelle yeah playing good golf
2: another you never know
0: the playoffs man you never know
2: before we move on i just want to give my DraftKings sleeper play of the week sixty three hundred dollars hank leviota
0: who? Taking Levy, I like it. Hank like it.
2: Listen to this, Nolan. Listen to how good he's playing. He missed the cut last week, two sixty nines. So he missed by uh, by one shot. Maybe it was two shots. I think one though. Yeah, no one because the cut was three under. Week before at the three M, he shot two other sixty nines, made the cut, but he withdrew because he was having a kid or something or someone. Maybe someone was sick. I might be completely offline there. But he – oh, yeah, no. So, like, his father was sick, and he withdrew a second. Heard his father's okay. Good news for the Leviota family. But it shows on draftings that he missed the cut. So, it looks like he has two missed cuts in a row. Before that, he had an eighth, a fourth, and a fifth. And in total, he had made seven straight cuts leading up to that. Shoot, man. God, yeah, I mean, that's incredible he's goal. great
0: goal. Leviota. We call him Leviota the little lefty.
2: I could – I could – I don't know. Reed, do you think there's any any merit to missing the cut on the number, meaning you're playing a lot better, or do you think it doesn't really matter if you miss the cut on the number by 10?
0: Well, I mean, I think you – know, my thought has always been if you're missing a cut by a shot, you're probably – there's probably a shot somewhere where you either misjudge something or you shouldn't have hit a golf shot or you shouldn't have went in a pin. You're missing a cut by a shot consistently. I feel like there's some judgment or maybe strategic errors that you could save a shot or two and make sure. Right. But if, if you're playing good golf and if you miss a cut by a shot, once, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, you're close to feel you know, like shooting
2: four straight 69s, you're still playing pretty good golf. He can't, he maybe couldn't he, have lost it.
0: Maybe he's just trying to tell us something, Zach.
2: Trying to get him for the cheap. Make that's right. For money this week. This is it. This is what's <laughs> gonna happen. I'm gonna go six out of six this week. Mark my words, six out of six. And Bryson. No. Bryson, JT, both top ten, and Matthew Wolf wins it. I win all the money. All the money. I don't come on the show next week. Good luck, you two. <laughs> there's
0: there's zero chance Matthew Matthew Wolf wins this week. Zero. Well, that's bad news for my lineup. Zero. Wow. Zero. Zero. <laughs> as long as there's
2: a chance. Last talking point for the week, though, boys. The big story in the golf, which has actually started to take over because Brooks Koepka is genuinely tweeting about it, that him and Dave Portnoy, the owner of Barstool Sports, are playing in a golf match. I have my conspiracy theory that I'm going to tell you after this. For a quarter of a million dollars, Brooks is going to go lefty, and Portnoy, from everything I've seen, is like around a hundred golfer. (sighs) Oh, well, I don't know. Have uh, either of you two seen much on it? Because is yeah, tweeting true. it out.
3: I saw a couple of the tweets from uh, Portnoy. Um, and Brooks <laughs> tweeting out, like, Empire State of Mind because of... Uh, the funniest was thing was Portnoy uh, kept mistaking on purpose Kepka for Hedation, but he kept calling him Bryson or something. <laughs> it was just intense. And he's like, Bryson times. on his bag. Yeah. Yeah, that... That needs to happen. I don't know if that's locked and loaded yet, but that needs to happen. Well, apparently,
2: Bryson said no. Then someone screamed at him from the fans. Like, apparently, Dave Portnoy spoke to him on the phone, he said, with Bryson trying to get him, and Bryson thought it would just escalate the feud and not put an end to it, which I actually think it would put an end to it because, I mean, you put them out there, they're going to squash the beef. They're going to make this as ridiculous. Like, now we're just playing in some jokes match. Right. <laughs> but... uh Here's my conspiracy theory in the whole thing. Dave Portnoy knows he's going to get killed, but this is incredible publicity for him. I mean, he's going to give a quarter of a million to charity. He can't genuinely believe, like, Brooks has shot, like, 80 left-handed, and we've seen, like, Ricky break par, shoot even par left-handed. Like, you can't be a 100 golfer. You're not beating Brooks Kepka left-handed.
3: No, I, that's the amazing thing. I don't know how they're so naturally good hitting the other way. I don't know, Reed, have you ever tried hitting it left-handed? I have, I have tried it. Um, I can hit the ball, but man. I'm- That's impressive. You could even hit it.
0: <laughs> Dude, I can't. I have zero coordination hitting a golf ball left-handed. Yeah. I really have to like stop and think like, well, how do I grip this? Or like, yeah. what hey, way do like, my hands move? Or yeah, it's, you yeah. know, where, where yeah, is time- want- that? What is that? And I was just making a joke. But where I put? How do I put my right foot in front of my left one? You
1: know, yeah, dude. A stuff. lot of
3: the time, a lot of time, I'm like, I forget to like move my lower body if I'm yeah. like trying to swing left handed. I'm just like all yeah. arms. I'm like, wait a second. You gotta like, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so it's weird. Yeah. yeah, Which I which it. makes me think they must at least practice it like a little bit in their spare time. They like, I don't know. know.
2: Brooke said he hasn't hit like that in like a year and then he posted that video of him sinking that putt that like had to have been done like 100 oh times. he drained like I think, some like 60 foot putt on twitter like a recorded video but he did like a whole intro to it like he must have spent the whole day doing this
3: <laughs> putting actually uh not not that much harder i mean no i you agree just go...
2: it was like a 60 footer
3: yeah that's stupid that's more probable. Yeah, that's just that's just dumb. <laughs> he's not going to be making any sixty footers when he plays Portnoy.
2: <laughs> or you maybe. never know. It would just be amazing if he shoots like seventy and just beats him by thirty strokes.
3: Just throttles him. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. But I'm excited for it. I, Portnoy knows how to market himself and he knows how to get the attention. Like the fact that this guy has the attention of the entire golf world, crazy.
0: Yeah, he's done, he's done his job well.
2: Yeah, but uh close things off. I mean, not much going on. Whoa, I forgot one thing. I wanted to get everyone's picks for who's going to win the playoffs before we get started here.
0: Playoffs? Talking about playoffs? Well, we're talking about playoffs. I am taking the pick first. I want this guy.
2: Xander um, Shaw. No,
0: no one else going to get him. Nope. But what the clue I will give you is, is that we were talking about – uh this guy earlier. And no one may have taken him for the week. But I'm taking Patrick Cantley to win the FedEx Cup.
3: Wow. I was thinking you're gonna go Harris English for a second there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, man.
3: All about Patrick Cantley.
0: Think he's sitting in fourth or fifth right now?
3: I was just I'm pulling him up. Patrick Cantley is third. Third is um, it, yeah. behind Mark Howe and Spieth then. Comes English at fourth, John Rom, Abraham Answer, Deshambeau, Oost Hazen, Thomas, and Sam Burns rounds up the top 10.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go next year. I want to get my pick in. Sorry, Nolan. It was this was a sort of you got to be aggressive, you got to go out there and just call your pick, take your time. Jordan Speed caps off the year, caps off the comeback with a FedEx Cup win. No that
0: chance, something. No but that was was something.
2: before he does read, he gets kicked off the Ryder Cup team for Kevin Kidman. <laughs>
0: He and, wins. Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you five to one odds on a hundred dollars that Jordan Spieth does not win the FedEx Cup. Come on, I can't take that. Get better odds with uh. T-
2: ten to one odds? With my friend Jorge out in uh, Montreal. Ten to one odds. I don't want your ten to one odds. You pick someone, I'll pick someone. We'll go head to head. You could find anyone out. take anyone. Take Morikawa.
0: No, I, I just want to, I want to give you ten to one odds that Spieth is not going to win
2: the FedEx Cup. Read if I've been betting ten to one odds on my picks that I make on this
3: podcast, I'd be a very poor man right now. Go figure out what his actual odds are to win the FedEx Cup right now. Definitely. Yeah. We'll, all- well, I mean, he's
0: he's in sixth, did you he say? He's in second. Spee's in second, right? So, I mean,
2: uh, he's, he's probably, right. it's
0: probably
3: like ten to one. Yeah, probably.
2: Sam Bird's is in ten.
3: Yeah. Crazy. I said that. Yeah. Crazy.
0: Crazy.
3: He's had a great year. I mean, he finished a lot of cl- he almost won like three tournaments. Kevin Nott in 29th, ahead of Rory.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Rory ain't win no FedEx Cup. <laughs> there's some there's some names here that you would not expect. Like KH Lee just 37. Yeah.
3: Well, before I get into my pick, I want to give a quick shout out. Um matchstick golf man they're doing great things again here in portland oregon we've got pendleton head covers here in portland oregon too um they've you know there's cool instagram polos all over the place um of course we've got ghost golf and their magnetic towel but wh- what are we missing we're missing a nice genuine perfect ball marker get that from matchstick golf uh these guys are our favorite custom golf ball marker company their designs are amazing. They've got a tape measure, a bottle of Putterade, which I love. Um, looks like a little Gatorade bottle of Tiger.
2: Life. My cousin yeah, loved the that put-
3: one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I love that one. Um, their designs are clever. They're always in stock. Uh, no, no artificially released numbers to drive exclusivity. Um, so, yeah, they're always in stock. Don't worry about that. They're for everyone. Everyone deserves to have a dope ball marker. Uh, They're offering 10% off right now, matchstickgolf.com with the code BACK10, so don't forget about that, and set fire to the greens. But with that being said, I'm going to be a front-running little whatever you want to call me. I'm taking Colin Murakawa to win the FedEx Cup. He's going to cap off an amazing year. Um... There's just nothing wrong with his game. I mean, it's sure he can be a little shaky with the putter every once in a while, but the fact that he is competing um, just every week, he's not gonna, he's not gonna fall down the standings. Uh, it'll take, it'll take one of these top five guys getting a victory in the playoffs, and that still might not do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree. And I'm not going to say he's not going to win just because of his position he's in,
2: but uh, mm-hmm. never say never. Yeah. I hope if uh, Spieth doesn't win, I hope one of the young guys, maybe Xander, Cantlay, or Colin
3: win. I, Spieth would be a wild, wild pick. I think that would, it's good to see the golfing world get lit on fire a little once in a while on Twitter and Spieth can do that. So that's, that's always fun. I think, Honestly, Marukawa like being a tiger guy always scares the crap out of me because he's so young and so good already that you know maybe he is the next tiger. What? No, but
2: <laughs> long ways to go. There's no a long, <laughs> long ways to go. Eventually though. All right, Reed, before we close things off, I hear you got some trivia.
0: Oh the old trivia from uh... Uh, let's see here. Where is it on my little notes? Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. It is in, uh, they're in Jersey City this week for the, uh, for the playoffs. There's an item in Jersey City. There's something in Jersey City that sits on its waterfront. And it's the fourth largest one of these in the world. What is it? A, is it a pier? B, is it a clock? C, is it a Ferris wheel? Or D, is it a bridge? Mm -hmm. Uh, Fourth fourth largest one of these in the world. It sits on the uh, Jersey City waterfront there.
3: I'm going to go with Ferris wheel.
0: Going with clock. You know, there's some episodes where both of you guys win.
2: Oh, There's
0: no. th- some episode where neither of you guys win, and some episodes just like this one where one of you guys win. B clock is the correct answer. No. <laughs> Back
2: on the
3: board, fellas. Back on the board. I haven't won in
2: weeks.
0: Maybe I thought for months.
3: sure. I thought for sure I got that. I don't know how many times I've seen that dang Ferris wheel. Like they're always displaying a Ferris wheel whenever they like fly over the Jersey Shore and whatnot. That's right, true. there is a
2: Ferris wheel there.
0: Yep. No, but look. At least the thing I was reading, the clock that sits on the waterfront there is the fourth largest clock in the world. I didn't even know there was a clock there. But think about that. Like, like there's some massive clocks in this world. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Big Ben. Yeah. I mean, can you name you one know, other than Big it, Ben? If, if if you heard the, if you heard me incorrectly, I did say clocks. Yeah, no, we didn't. <laughs> it's a
2: pastime, right? It's a pastime. You're just having fun, experimenting. That's
0: right. That's right.
2: What other clocks do you know in the world, though? Clocks besides, with right? Yeah, besides Big Ben.
0: Uh, I'm just saying. There's just big ass clocks around the world. Like, think about all of like all of like uh, out in uh, Germany. I like the German. Like the pictures of the big German clocks sitting in the cities yeah. and shit.
2: Tall clocks, skinny clocks, yep. yeah. Yeah. Clock, dark clock, <laughs> light clock, <laughs> all clocks. Well, no one's making down. you uncomfortable. We're going to leave you with the Tiger Woods set to get us out of here.
3: <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that up, but we are at Liberty National this week. Tiger Woods has, like I alluded to earlier, played at Liberty National a handful of times had some uh, mixed bag uh, results here. Um, Not necessarily a single stat here, so I'm just going to kind of list off a little bit of his results. Uh, In 2009, and it's been called many different things before, it was the Barclays. He uh, got second in 2009. He missed actually like a seven-foot birdie putt on 18 to miss a playoff with Heath Slocum. Congrats, Heath, for holding Tiger off just barely. Um, And then we get to – taking it back. Heath Slocum. Yeah, that's a throwback right there. We get to 2013, of course. um, And let's see. This was – this was like his – you know it had since been the his longest career drought of no majors going from like two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen um but he it, they made a huge a huge difference to the course um that year and he had uh just really great front nine thirty three on sunday and um What did he do this time? Oh, he, uh, this is of course where he got hurt. Um, everyone's seen the video of him on the 72nd hole. He needed like another birdie. Um, so he was going for the green with three wood and this is where he just yanked it left. But he, the big story was falling to his knees. had to get carted off. Um, and he basically took second place to Adam Scott, but, two two t2s there um and that that crazy injury um he uh, he ca- uh, captained sorry vice captained the president's cup there um that we won in 2017 and then just recently he uh in 2019 made his like return return back there and uh didn't do didn't do too great then either after a withdrawal after I think the first round. It was like the first or first round, or maybe even in a practice round he he withdrew. So a very mixed bag of results for Tiger Woods at Liberty National. But um it's a it's a cool little course and it's gonna be a good winner this year, this week. So I'm
2: excited. Hopefully uh, Patrick Cantley can turn it around for Joel Acaba, Give a little uh Fun, uh,
0: fun fact, this is back at the Liberty Nationals where Rhino Tools swim coach teaches out of. Oh, wow. So, right on.
2: Fun fact. Just a, little, just a little fun fact. Just a little tidbit.
0: Just All right, tidbit. fellas. Well,
2: uh, great episode. Great interview with Taylor. I know we got interviews the next two weeks coming. We got some exciting guests. We got golf announcers. We actually got a hockey player who you're definitely going to want to hear from in a couple weeks, hopefully. But uh, lots of great episodes coming up. Hope you guys have enjoyed. And on behalf of us, the From the Back Tees podcast, we'll see you guys next week.